Welcome back to a new week of The State for Monday, October 17th, where we bring you the headlines that matter. I'm Rachel Fulton. I hope everyone had a great weekend, and especially to those who came to campus to celebrate homecoming weekend here at Michigan State University. Today's weather forecast is predicting light rain early in the day, then remaining cloudy with showers in the afternoon with a high of 45 and a low of 37. For our first headline of the week, focusing on Michigan State football, after four weeks straight of losing, Michigan State finally found a way to win in front of the homecoming crowd. Naturally, it didn't come easily. Redshirt junior quarterback Peyton Thorne found redshirt senior Jaden Reed for a 37-yard touchdown reception in double overtime to finally secure the win and break the losing streak. The first half was a relatively evenly contested affair, as Wisconsin held a slim 145-144 to advantage in yardage. However, Michigan State went into the locker room trailing 14-7, to thanks in large part to some poorly timed penalties. The Spartans were penalized six times for 67 yards through 30 minutes. Unsurprisingly, Michigan State let up a touchdown on its first defensive series of the game. To add insult to injury, the Spartans' defense had a shot to end the drive quickly with a third and long after a sack from redshirt sophomore defensive tackle Simeon Barrow. Wisconsin still converted. After a decent showing through the first 30 minutes, Michigan State's defense clamped down in the second half. The unit opened the third quarter by forcing a third and out and a punt. Michigan State's final drive of regulation showed plenty of promise. With just a couple of minutes left, Thorne and his receivers were connecting for what looked like a drive that would end in a game-winning field goal. However, at around the 30-yard line, the coaching staff confusingly started playing for a field goal. Running the ball multiple times, the Spartans were forced to use all three timeouts to conserve time. That overusage of timeouts forced Michigan State to go hurry up with the field goal on fourth down. The snap didn't come out cleanly and the Spartans came up empty. Heading into overtime, Michigan State's offense went to work immediately. A trick play put the ball into Reed's hands as Keon Coleman blitzed his way to the end zone. Reed tossed up a 50-50 ball to Coleman, who came up with an incredible catch to take an early lead. After a pair of plays gained meager yardage, Peyton Thorne heaved a deep ball to a streaking read on third down. The star receiver came down with a pass and secured a double overtime win for Michigan State. The final score, 34-28, putting Michigan State at 3-3 heading into the bye week. For our second headline, focusing on the Associated Students of Michigan State University, Attendance rates were low at the Associated Students of Michigan State University, or ASMSU, Academic Committee meeting on October 13th. The city of East Lansing is moving closer toward declaring sanctuary status, so the pressure has increased to do the same at MSU. Asian Pacific American Student Organization representative for ASMSU, Connor Lee, said, The bill would protect and provide resources to non-citizen students. Lee planned to introduce the sanctuary bill at the meeting. However, the present meeting participants were unable to operate under a quorum, so the bill is likely to be introduced at the following General Assembly meeting on October 20th. 
a bill to merge the sophomore and junior class councils, was introduced by ASMSU Vice President for Internal Administration Carl Austin Miller Grondin at the Financial Committee meeting. ASMSU passed an identical bill the previous year that was well received and successful, Grondin said. The sophomore and junior class councils are relatively new, being established only within the last decade. When the councils were separate, participation and retention rates were low. The bill passed with six votes and one abstaining vote. The next ASMSU General Assembly meeting will take place on October 20th at 7 p.m. in the International Center, Room 115. For our final headline of the day, focusing on Greek life here on campus, not many get to see a hundred years of an organization thrive and even less get to see new programs unfold. One of MSU's oldest women's organizations, the Beta Beta Chapter of Alpha Phi, celebrated its centennial anniversary. This past weekend, the entire chapter, including alumni from far and wide, came back to East Lansing to celebrate. One of the alumni included Lauren Dietz, who graduated in 1978. She said the celebration consisted of four events, a welcome back event, a house tour, a tailgate, and a banquet. Women have been allowed to attend Michigan State since 1870. As these women began to assimilate into the culture of the college itself, these sororities, or as they were called, literary societies, were created. One of Lauren Dietz's co-chairs, Joy Murray, was a fellow member of the Beta Beta chapter of Alpha Phi in 1980. She has been involved in many aspects of the sorority's community, including serving on numerous boards for the chapter. In the coming centennial, Alpha Phi plans to develop a leadership program for its members that will help them learn skills that will help them develop their capabilities further. Susan Sherritt, one of Joy Murray's best friends when they both were in the chapter, said, Our leadership fund that we are working to establish is our way of giving back and ensuring the success for future members. Thank you for joining us for The State, produced by the State News and Impact 89FM. You can find us online at statenews.com and impact89fm.org. And we'll be back tomorrow with more.